And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. Happy Halloween. I'm J.E. Skeets, a big basketball fan here in the Classic Factory, and to my left, it's a werewolf from London, Trey Kirby. And the boy making the magic happen over yonder, super producer, that's Ralphie. Hello. What's up? (laughs) That's it. Guys look great. Thank you. I'm going to change into my costume later in the show. Can't wait. I was just Make handed a costume by JD's wife. <laughs> Put it on. Yeah. So I will be doing that. Uh, shout out to the stream team for joining us live on YouTube. Smash that like button and subscribe. Well, is the werewolf southern? Is he from south of London? <laughs> you want a you want a southern lawyer, or do you want a Cockney lawyer? Surprise me. We all south for trade. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, we got ourselves a trade. Well after 2 a.m. Eastern last night, news broke that the 76ers have finally traded James Harden to the Clippers for a package of players and picks. Here are the details. 76ers sending Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Philip Petrusev to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin. The draft picks go into Philly, a 2026 first-round pick from L.A., by way of OKC, a 2028 first-rounder, and two second-round picks. Also a pick swap. I will note here we have learned that the Clippers are sending a 2027 first-round pick swap to OKC, clearing the way for the Thunder to move that protected 26 first-round pick to the 76ers. And, oh yeah, the Sixers will waive veteran guard Danny Green to create the roster space for the trade. Harden to L.A. Have at it. Call that Skeets. Daryl Morey can take his time now that Tyrese Hatsy <laughs> is balling out. He took his time about 12 hours after we recorded. I wake up this morning, suddenly James Harden is on the Clippers after months of wanting to be on the Clippers. I've heard this called a blockbuster trade. It does include a former MVP, a guy who led the league in assists last season. I don't know if it necessarily qualifies considering mm. the return to Philadelphia, um, but this is definitely interesting. There's a lot of ball handlers on the Clippers right now. They've been after James Harden. They've been after a point guard for some time. They brought in Russell Westbrook at the end of last year. He did okay. Did okay in the playoffs. Has looked nice to start the season. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George handle the ball quite a bit when they're around. Yep. And then we know that James Harden is going to be taking a huge share of possessions, likely as the point guard for this team, setting up Kawhi, setting up Paul George. I hope that means Russell Westbrook is okay coming off the bench. Didn't go great in the other L.A. stop he had, so we shall see. It's a different part of his career, but, man, it's going to be weird to see these four sharing the court at some point, probably. I mean, uh, four of the greatest 2010 players out there, four guys from the L.A. area as well, all coming home to play on the same team. But I think 
everybody is going to gr- agree that this is going to be the ultimate prove it in the playoffs team. Yeah. This might help the uh, the Clippers during the regular season, but you got to be healthy come playoff time. You got to show up come playoff time. Yeah, I guess by all reports, it was critical for the Clippers to keep Terrence Mann That's right. <laughs> out of this trade, and they did. Daryl Morey blinked, and he said, fine, we won't take Mann. You know, get us those picks, and, and we can talk about what the Sixers got here and if we if we like it or not. But they managed to do that. The Clippers did. They kept him out. You know, Norman, no Norman Powell as well. Um, they just consolidated a bunch of power forwards yes. in Morris and Batum and Rocco. Uh, you know, even KJ Martin sort of as a three, four-ish type guy, and they just put them all together and said, all right, we'll take Harden. But man, they are really just trying to go all in here and maximize the the Kawhi-Paul George duo experiment. Those guys can opt out of their contracts in 2024. Harden is already a 2024 (laughs) free agent who can't be extended here. They know they got their new dome right around the corner. But you're right, Trey. You can't get too excited for this because it's like, okay, all of these guys, whether because they're injured come playoff time or are just like up and down come playoff time, you don't know. You don't know. You just absolutely don't know, and they're just doubling down on that, it feels like. Um, But, you know, credit to them for keeping man, and I would even say Powell, keeping like some sort of a bench intact. Because you need some depth if your guys go down. So Yeah, and it. getting P.J. Tucker back is a kind of a good yeah. throw-in, I think. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up starting uh, for this Clippers team. I guess it's going to be Harden, Kawhi, P.G., P.J. Tucker, and Zubots are their starting lineup. And they've got a solid bench in Westbrook and Bones, Norm, Mann, and Plumlee. Like, that's a decent rotation. And like you're saying, the guys aren't necessarily reliable, but now you've got four of them who aren't necessarily reliable. <laughs> Two of them could be reliable any night, Skeets, and that's probably part of it. This is a little bit of Kawhi Leonard insurance, a little bit of Paul George insurance, especially during the regular season. Those guys can uh, take an unauthorized or maybe authorized rest, and you still have somebody who can create for themselves and create for others. Harden is so funny to think about. His last seven games, I'm talking about the playoffs. Within those last seven games, this guy did score over 40 points in two of them. Yes. He is yeah. good. Now, he had some brutal games, especially the ones at the end where it was like 13 points and 9 points. And, you know, it's just wild to think, like, yeah, he is a three-time scoring champ. He led the league in assists last year. He helped Embiid get an MVP, if we're being yeah. honest. Yeah. He is good, but the highs are so high and the lows are just brutally low uh, time and time again in the postseason. But it's just wild to think that he's paired back up with Westbrook and they're in L.A., and obviously Kawhi and PG are there, and man, that sounds like an incredible team. Eh, six years ago, right? <laughs> Maybe not so much now, but wow, Bummer doesn't care. He's like, who cares? I mean, I'll pay all these guys. I got the money. Let's go. Let's see if it works. And I mean, honestly, the hometown marketing, it probably helps here. The Lakers are the team in L.A., but all the good guys from L.A. play for the Clippers <laughs> right now. So uh, maybe third time's a charm. It's weird that Westbrook and Harden are now on the third team together. How often have teammates been teammates in more than two places? Can't be all that often. Uh, but, yeah, I guess we will see how it goes. Uh, my father-in-law's in town, and this morning I told him about the James Harden trade because, you know, what else am I going to talk about in the morning? Yeah. He says he can't seem to make up his mind where he wants to be. That's exactly right, but he knew he wanted to be at the Clippers, at least since the summer. Now he's there. Let's see how it looks. Yeah, he requested a he requested a trade in June. Yes. From Philadelphia. 
And he basically said, I want to go to L.A. I only want to go to the Clippers. And it took a while, but he got there. Uh, and a part of it was maybe him rejoining the Sixers bench on Sunday. We talked about the ideas, like, he going to practice? Like, he was set to practice, I believe, today mm-hmm. with the Sixers as part of his conditioning and the ramp up to his return. But we were debating, like, ooh, do you even want to do that if you're Philadelphia? The way Maxie's playing, the way the team has started. Like, now nah, you're going to put him back in here? Like... Maybe just get rid of him. Maybe just make this move. And that's what Maury did uh, in the end. Let's talk about what they got back and how they made out here. Uh, what would you grade this for Philadelphia, the return of players, and then all the sort of draft picks, draft capital and swaps and all that that they got back? Right now, I'm giving it a C for the Sixers. I think they downgraded, obviously, from a talent perspective. Sending out Harden, who had his playoff failings, obviously, but... He can't have an opportunity to help them lose game six and game seven without those great games that actually got him there, right? Yeah. Uh, so now they're bringing in three 30-year-old power forwards, Nick Batum, 34, Morris, 33, Robert Covington, 32, and then, like you're saying, K.J. Martin, who might actually be the best player, the most helpful player uh, they're getting right now, but obviously it was all about the draft picks uh, for Daryl Morey. That 2028 Clippers unprotected pick, That one's going to be nice. That one's going to be a hot one on the market, as will the pick swap in 2029. We have questions about the Clippers staying healthy currently in the 23-24 season. You add on another four or five years, the question marks are even bigger. So I would say a C for the Sixers right now because they're worse. They definitely are. But those picks are going to be be valuable, and obviously Daryl Morey wants to make more moves between now and the trade deadline. Yeah, that's why I almost can't give it a C. It almost feels like an incomplete. I hate to do it. Yeah, uh, because... You know, first off, they they won this trade solely because James Harden is gone, if we're being honest. Like, you've removed he's a talented player, but look, we went through the ups and downs of this guy and just like the nightmare that he can be and the headache that he can be. He's gone. PJ Tucker is off the books. And now, in theory, Maury has a package of players and specifically picks to acquire some sort of third star or running mate alongside Maxi in the backcourt. Woj basically reporting that the Sixers wanted to get two first-round picks out of a Harden trade and believe that those assets, coupled with the second-round picks and a pick swap, give them a chance to pursue another high-level guard in a trade to partner. That's the question here. Who is this mystery high-level guard? Do you have any guesses who Maury probably has on, like, on his list here of like, ooh, that's who we could go get. Who you got? Could it be two-time All-Star Zachary Levine? I believe it could be Levine. It definitely could be. He's a great scorer. He sometimes is overtaxed as the number one guy, but between Maxi and Embiid, he doesn't have to be the number one guy who would fit nicely around both of those players. Maxi's creation skills are great. The space he would give Embiid is great. He could carry second units uh, if they decide to stagger. Definitely a trade target that I could see the Sixers being interested in, who knows if the Bulls are ready to actually press the button after their huge win last night. Um, who else could be in the mix? I don't know other superstar guards that are really available right now. CJ McCollum, I suppose, if you consider him a star. <laughs> Hasn't made an all-star team, but a good player. Uh, who else? Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Definitely <laughs> not a superstar. So. He's, he's an award winner. Yeah, he's not a guard, but what about those Raptors guys? What about one of those? OG? OG. I think that's the one I would want the most yeah. for his outside shooting prowess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, that intrigued me. Yeah. Who are they going to try and go get? All the contracts the 76ers are receiving are expiring. They don't impact uh, their cap flexibility in 24 25. 
I think Bobby Marks has Philadelphia projected to have between 50 to 65 million in room next season. So I guess you could step back and say, well, they don't make a move at the trade deadline for like this, you know, hypothetical third star, uh, you know, high level guard, whatever you want to call it. Could they be a player in free agency? But then again, a lot of guys don't move in free agency anymore, and it's not a, it's not that incredible of a list in free agency either yeah the free agency class next year isn't anything special uh right now but this has been maury's plan even since before the Harden trade was to make sure that they have a clean cap sheet next summer because they think we're gonna have Embiid at the worst one season off an mvp year tyrese maxi making a huge jump maybe makes the all-star team this year and max cap space he says there's not going to be a team as good as us that has max cap space. Think about this summer. It was like the Rockets, the Spurs, the Pacers. The Pacers are the best of that bunch. Yeah. We're talking about a team here that's at least making the playoffs, winning playoff series, and who knows what they do this year. So at least it's an attractive situation to get to play alongside and bead Maxi and if they make a move here. But uh, yeah, I don't know. For this year, I kind of feel like Tyrese Maxey is going to be you, Skeets. When we're out walking in a group together, mm-hmm. you're fastest. Yeah. There must be times when you turn around and think, where is everybody? Oh, Jesus, yeah. What are you guys doing back there? Just lingering. And that's going to be Tyrese Maxey because <laughs> it's all old guys. Coming back to the clip or to the Sixers here, which is why I think K.J. Martin might be the most important player they get just because he can run and jump and play alongside yep. Maxey uh, when Embiid is sitting on the bench. Gives him a little defense as well. Just don't really know what you're going to be getting from Batum, Morris, or Covington at this point in their career. Yeah, I mean, Covington is not the uh... – individual defender he used to be I think that's sort of past him I think he's fine as a team defender still sure yeah Batum is like gives you like flashes of like oh yeah this guy you can still play for 15 minutes in league cuts well you know obviously a vet Morris I don't Morris when he moves to a new team sort of pops off suddenly and then falls back into his role so maybe there's something there but I'm with you I think KJ Martin of the player of the names in this is a guy that could actually contribute um but we'll see here. I would. Were you pumped when you saw this news on your phone at like 6.30 or 7 o'clock whenever you woke up this morning? Were you excited? Or you're just like, oh, okay, good. They did it. Oh, is man in it? Oh, he's not? Okay. Good job, I guess, Clippers. <laughs> I would say, I would say honestly both. Like it was exciting that it got done. Like, oh, cool. We got a notable trade in the first week of the NBA season. There's a lot of blowouts last night, so it made it great for us podcasting. Yeah. Uh, but am I like hyped as on the Clippers as a team? No, because it's impossible to be here at the end of October, nearly the beginning of November, thinking, yeah, they're going to be great in May. Nobody believes that right now. Yeah, true. And the Sixers, like, I now think whatever Maury does with these players and picks, like, is this, like, his his last sort of big move, so to speak, to keep a Joel Embiid, like, happy in Philadelphia? In Philadelphia? And, and, and maybe they just continue to win a bunch of games and Maxi literally is, like, an all-NBA guy like super early in his career and maybe that's enough but it does feel like what what Maury does next year and whoever that player is be it in a trade be it in a signing like that is huge huge Mm -hmm. to obviously them going further than a second round and obviously trying to compete for a championship just to keep your big guy happy I think that like this is going to be a big one Otherwise, of course, we're going to hear like get me out of here yeah exactly like you you, you botched it and I assume that there's already a little bit of Embiid buy-in on this, when you consider you so. the way that Maury operated alongside James Harden, when Harden was the MVP candidate, keeping him advised on moves, taking advice from him, you have to think that the same is going on in the front office between Maury and Joel Embiid, now that Embiid is the MVP candidate there. So maybe the way the season started with Maxi looking completely ready to take over 
helped, you know, allowed Daryl Morey to take a slightly worse deal, not getting Terrence Mann back, which seemed to be the sticking point over the summer. And maybe he just has some serious backing from the ownership group there in Philadelphia to say, yeah, this might not be the season, but we're making moves and we're doing the right things to keep Embiid invested in our success. Any other thoughts here on the Clips, Sixers, blockbuster deal? I saw some people throwing blockbuster in the title. Oh, wow. I don't know about that. This is a sock duster. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, (laughs) you see a lot of stuff on your ground. You just clean it up with your sock and throw it in the laundry. You know you do that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know how you do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a dog. There's a lot of hair. And that's what this feels like. Uh, a deal that could have been done at any point in the past four months. Exactly. Got done tonight. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was a wild thing to wake up to yeah. this morning. I thought you were going to say this was a jumbo video deal or something like that. Go on. Set a blockbuster. Uh, jumbo uh, video is a Canadian yeah, chain at least. Yeah. Like, really, uh, I worked there. It was uh, It was great for the popcorn. People would just come to the store and just eat popcorn because it was free. Yeah, delicious. Uh, pretty smart. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, well, I've said before, we make that popcorn, but that popcorn would go into a Tupperware bin at the yep. end of the night. Like, we weren't throwing it out. We weren't making a fresh batch. Uh-uh. uh-uh. No, very just stale popcorn. Up. Turn like on that it. warming light. Uh, what were other video Our yeah, Our non-blockbuster one was Villa Video. Villa. Growing up, yeah. We had a store called in Stratford Video Plus Books. <laughs> and then... They added plus CDs at the end. It used to be called Video Plus Books, and then they added plus CDs. We I had, kid you not. We had a place exactly like that, but we called it the library. Oh, wow. They had videos, hey, books, CDs, all that stuff. Video Plus Books. Blockbuster came to town. Stratford, so loyal to Video Plus Books, put Blockbuster out of business. Wow. wow. They moved in across the street, tried to flex their muscles. It was like, get the fuck out of here. We're small town Ontario, baby. They had like three three stores in Stratford, like twenty thousand people. What? What? I know, man. They were huge. They Y'all were going huge. crazy for movies. Well, I was keeping them like in business, buying uh, twenty five dollars CDs, the singles <laughs> to play at a party. I mean, my God, the singles! I was paying twenty five bucks. Wow. Sometimes more. I remember. Video stores were crazy. Man. Like Blockbuster, you could rent a game system. Like, <laughs> I want to play Nintendo sixty four yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting this. Uh, all right. <laughs> Any other thoughts on this? Oh uh, no! Okay, no, no, no. Let's let's hear. What's Harden playing? He's not play. He's not going to play Wednesday. Well, this guy apparently got right on a plane. He's like, I will no, see you in the plane. plane. Like, go. we will not let you on our team plane, but we got the perfect one for you. Yeah. Um. Look, I think he's going to be there quite soon. I don't think he'll play. I think they have a back to back here, right? Um. I don't think he'll play in Tuesday or Wednesday's game, but. Then they have a bit of a break, and I bet he'll be in there. That makes one. sense. Yeah, yeah, that would be my guess, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Before we take a break, uh, obviously the hardened trade last night sort of blew up our A block, but uh, came up with a quick segment called Three Stars just to show some love to some of the guys last night, uh, just like hockey, you know? Come uh-huh. out on the ice, tap yep. your sticks. Uh, all right. Third star. It's a tie. So basically there's four stars. Uh, Luka and Jokic. They get the third star. Luka, 35 points, 12 boards, 12 assists, as the Mavericks remain undefeated with the 125-110 victory over the Grizzlies. That's Luka's 58th career triple-double. And the Joker, he had 27 points, 11 assists, 10 boards for his second triple-double of the season, and his 107th of his career. He is now tied with LeBron and Jason Kidd for fourth on the all-time list. So these two... MVP frontrunners with a few other guys, but my God, what a start for both of them. Their teams are undefeated, and they just are putting up you know, these type of lines in their sleep. 
That was a simple game for Nikola Jokic. He was roasting two seven-footers in the post. It was either Markkanen or Walker Kessler, or he was just shooting wide-open threes. So it just seems like he could get an easy shot anytime he wants to, which is actually true. Yeah, I've uh, compared it to the way Jokic is playing right now is that scene in The Matrix where Neo has his powers, he's realized what he can do, and yeah, uh, Agent is trying to like get at him, yeah. and he's like, he's like just so easy, he's not even looking. Yeah, he's, that's how he's playing, you're right. Uh, Luca. He's on a heater right now. Luca hitting threes. When Luca's hitting threes, whoo, good luck. 48% from three through the first one week of the season. He's a career 34% shooter right. since he takes very impossible shots. But, yeah, if he's like – I mean, if he shot 38% for yeah, a season, he's going to lead the league in scoring. Uh, I did like late in this one. Uh, Luca gets a bucket on Zaire Williams, gives him a little, little push-off type deal. Yep. Williams goes flying. Easy bucket for Luca, And then he goes to the ref. Tee him up. Tee him up. He's asking for a flopping tech. Wow. Mid-play. <laughs> that was a new taunt to me. That guy's flopping. I just scored on him. Yep. And he's flopping. Give him a tee. He didn't get a tee, though. He did, did not he? get a no. tee. Nope. Good, good try. All right, number two star last night, DeJounte Murray. He tied his career high 41 points to help the Hawks come back from a huge deficit. They won 127-113, so they blew out Minnesota in the end. But Murray took control in the third quarter. Scored 22 points in the queue, completely wiped out uh, that 79-60 lead that Minnesota had at the break. DJ connected on all eight of his field goal attempts, hit a pair of threes. Uh, the three we saw on playback at mm. the end of the third quarter had the place going nuts because that tied the game going into the final queue. And then in the fourth, Murray cut to the basket for a lay-in. Trey Murray hit a floater. Uh, Murray scored again on another drive to the hoop. Trey finished off the uh, scoring spurt with a three, and it was like, uh-oh, timeout Minnesota, and they could never get back into it. Like, crazy. They were in control of this game. Like, Wolves fans on playback were like, oh, we're looking good. We are yeah. dominating this. And it turned like that. But a lot of it was Murray, man. And he's so streaky. Cause, and when you're playing Minnesota, set a, set a high pick. And then, you know, Cat and Rudy are going to, like, hang a little bit closer to the rim. And he was just stepping into jumper after jumper after jumper. And some nights, it's pure for him. And then it was extending to the three-point line. So he was a huge reason they won this. Yeah, he got his rhythm during the blowout portion uh, of the game. I think it was 5 for 10 in the first half. Was playing pretty good basketball. And then, like you're saying, he completely caught fire uh, in the third quarter. And then they just could not turn off the water. The drop was playing into his strengths. It was either an easy pull-up jumper or giving him a huge head of steam to make a play at the rim. And then there was, like, those four plays right at the start of the fourth quarter, like you're talking about, yep. whereas Murray and Trey Young just basically trading baskets. That's, like, the ideal version of the Hawks right there, those two being able to do it from the perimeter. And uh, quick note here, Jalen Big Johnson, uh, we're printing the T-shirts, uh, got another start, 12 points, five boards, terror in transition, as we talked about, too. Couple nice plays. Big Johnson, run the court hard. <laughs> uh, also, another sick dunk from Jalen Johnson right at the end of this game, threw down a windmill. I don't know what his dunk bag is like, but potential dunk contest. You're starting getting treated by it. Yeah. I would be saying. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the number one star last night goes to Steph Curry. 42 points in 30 minutes in New Orleans. Came out hot. He had uh, 16 of the Warriors' first 18 points. He was running Herb Jones ragged. I mean, it was wild to watch. Herb Jones, a good defender, and he is just coming around picks left and right, like just tiring them out. I felt sorry for any time Matt Ryan got matched up on Steph Curry. That was a bucket. Dyson Daniels, oh, man, he was like splashing threes in his eye. Everybody got it. 
He finished with five boards, five assists, two steals, so 42-5-5-2. Warriors in uh, perfect 3-0 on the road here, too. And and there was no clay and there was no Kaminga, no Ingram for the uh, Pelicans, but this guy is right there with your Luka and, and Joker and, and maybe even Tatum atop the MVP leaderboard. That's right. He was not on my one-game MVP Mm-mm. ballot, but on your one-week MVP He's third or fourth. I think he's third right now on the basketball reference MVP tracker, which adds in on your your records and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. So he's definitely a top fiver uh, right now. He hadn't played in New Orleans in a little bit of time. You get what you ask for uh, sometimes. So he felt like he was trying to put on a show uh, for the people in New Orleans, and he definitely did. I think it's interesting. You mentioned no Clay Thompson last night. Moses Moody gets the start. Yep. Chris Paul continues to come off the bench. Just plus 17 for him. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Uh, honorable mentions, Jalen Brown was on fire from three last night. Celtics killed the Wizards. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, our first That's beef. a lot of roast beef. Yeah, first big beef of the season. 23 rebounds as the Blazers beat my Raptors. Oh, boy. Uh, Vucci Baby was huge for your Bulls. We watched a lot of that one on playback. Bulls Pacers. That was one of the one of the rare close games last night. Yeah, A lot of them turned into... Uh, to snoozers. Uh, Cam Thomas is still on fire for the Nets. They got their first win. And D'Angelo Russell in the late game uh, was pretty special in the fourth quarter and helped the Lakers beat the Magic. There you Basketball. Go. There Basketball you go. on a Monday. 11 games on Monday night. I feel like we used to not do that. Who says the NBA is scared of the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> Who won? The Lions? Yes, the Lions did win. Okay. Dwayne's still alive in his survivor pool. Oh, wow. Wow. Halfway through the season. That's actually, pretty impressive. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, go Dwayne. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, it's spooky season. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, here in the Classic Factory, we just had a halftime show. Quick change. (laughs) I'm Assassin's Creed, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) you can take me higher that's him right that's that's great baby that's it okay uh let's get into spooky season here on no dunks halloween show i've got some spooky questions i've never seen a pumpkin carved like that before that's the stem is the nose Oh, wow. That's weird. Yeah, they I like on. it. Oh, yeah. It was like a sort of a crappy pumpkin, I guess. Yeah, flatty. That, that had a flat bottom there. <laughs> Just some pumpkin pots for you. Yeah. Um, first question. Play along in the stream team. Which team is Spirit Halloween? And here's what I mean by that. A team that sort of popped up out of nowhere this season, right? Because Spirit Halloween, the largest Halloween retailer in North America. How many stores do you think there are? How many Spirit Halloweens? Yeah. 50 states. 200 stores. 
1,500. There's over 30 in Ohio. <laughs> that's too many. That's a lot. That's a lot. Of, that's 1,500. 1,500. So and they're open for a month, a year? These pop-up stores, yeah, they've stuff. become iconic fixtures. Uh, a lot of them you're going to find in, in vacant malls and empty retail storefronts each fall. Um, I'm more wow. curious, when do they close? How Tomorrow. F- <laughs> <laughs> you don't think they stay open for like an extra week for people to like go get a discount costume oh, for sure. next season? I don't know. I have no Maybe idea. Maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, anyway, which team is Spirit Halloween, a team that's popped up out of nowhere this season? Okay, I got two possible candidates, but let's go with the Detroit Pistons. Okay. They look a lot better uh, than I thought they would. They're 2-2. Two and two. They lost last night uh, against the Thunder, but... What sticks out to me is they basically have three crazy athletes in Asor Thompson, yep. Jaden Ivey, and Jalen Duran. Those three look like top-level NBA athletes compared yes. to everybody else in the uh, in the league. We saw them run it up against the Bulls. Duran is leading the league in dunks right now. They also have a couple of really strong dudes in Cade Cunningham and Beef Stew. And then Alec Burks, he's making a bunch of threes. I also think they're very spirit Halloween and that I don't know that it's going to last all that long mm. because eventually teams will figure out you just got to force them into shooting threes. You know, they don't necessarily have a lot of half court offense, I don't think. And they're a young team. It behooves them to finish lower in the standings uh, this year. But they've looked more cohesive as a team than I thought they would coming into this season when it just seemed like everybody was either a ball handler or a huge dude. They make a little bit of sense at least. Yeah, I agree with that. That was my pick as well for all the reasons you just laid out there. Yeah, I wonder what will be a good season to them. You know, of course, if they are flirting with the play-in uh, position, you know, come come late March and April, stuff like that would be massive. But just like this development, guys staying healthy, growing Cade and and Jalen Duran, that one-two combo. And then, yeah, Thompson, like, you know, making an all-rookie team and stuff like that. We'll see. Uh, They're a fun watch. It's just fun to actually watch the Pistons again, which I really enjoy, especially as that early start team. All right, next one. Which team looks like zombies? So here's what I mean by this. A team that's maybe started slow, sort of looks dead in the water, but maybe we'll come roaring back to life. Don't count them out just yet. They will be zombies. Who do you got? For me, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're 1-2 and two right now. They're currently 24th in defense. Last year, best defense in the league. The year prior to that, 7th best defense in the league. The missing ingredient, it's Jared Allen. As soon as he comes back, yeah. I do think the Cavs will rise from the dead all the way down in ninth in the Eastern Conference at 1-2. <laughs> and two. Uh, I just think that... Based on the way last season went, even the season prior when they were a play-in team, they're better than one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference, but they are going to be getting by on the skin of their teeth. It does feel like a lot of their games are going to come down to, can Donovan Mitchell make enough shots at the end of the game, which is how things went last season. Garland uh, playing a lot more will be helpful as well, so they are shorthanded, but this is a team I think that will end up near the top of the Eastern Conference. I had them over uh, 15.5 wins prior to the season starting. I think that's still reasonable, Mm -hmm. but they just got to figure it out. We talked about the uh, Lakers starting slow last year, 2-10, which still sounds sort of mind-boggling. The Kings started 0-4. Last year. So it's like, I bring this up because, you know, the Grizzlies, same record. Now I know different circumstances here. They don't have their star player. I'll pick Memphis, though. It looks very bad right now. Uh, (laughs) Not having a win. Being one of two teams, along with the Rockets, that don't have a W. That sucks uh, through the first week. But, like, 
it looks so bad and you can be like, oh, it's over. But, you know, you string together two, three games and you're suddenly back in the mix. It's going to be tough in the Western Conference, but I still have a little bit hope. They're just so shorthanded. Can they just keep their head above water until John Morant comes back? I mean, it will almost set up for, like, the John Morant redemption tour here. Whether he, like, uh, goes in, in, in the dunk contest to please fans and win back <laughs> some fans and maybe brings his team back here. Uh, I'll pick the Grizzlies because, like, I just wanted to pick a team that was, like, ooh, 0-4. Yeah. That's, that's very, very bad. I don't know if you believe the same. You were high on the Grizzlies, obviously, before the big Steven Adams injury. but Yeah, before the Steven Adams, in- <laughs> Steven Adams injury and also uh, Santi Aldama. I'm like, John Morant, obviously, coming back would be the best news for the Grizzlies, but they would be happy to just get Santi Aldama back yeah. uh, at this point. I don't know. I, I am a little nervous, though, that uh, they could be hitting their under just because I think that they are really going to struggle until Ja gets back because the offense looks pretty poor uh, with him not out there. Next question. Spooky season. Which player deserves the nickname Trick or Treat? Shout out to Tony Allen. Uh, a player who's sometimes bad, scary, but sometimes very nice. So a real mixed bag. Who's who is the new trick or treat to you? Because that was a Tony Allen nickname. Yeah, a, Tony a really Allen. Great nickname. Yeah. If you put trick or treat into basketball reference, he's the only guy that comes up. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But maybe after today we change that. Gotta be Vooch for me. Big Vooch baby. Nikola Vucevic started the season with eleven points, nine rebounds, eleven points, twelve rebounds, twelve points, four rebounds. Some sad looks. Yeah. Some fighting with Billy Donovan because he never gets to touch the ball. And then last night, looks awesome. 24 points, 17 boards. You saw him hopping on the weak side. Please, DeMar, pass me the ball. (laughs) Gets to the hoop, puts in the lefty and one to really seal the game for Chicago. When Vooch is aggressive, when he's getting an opportunity to shoot the ball, he can be an effective player uh, offensively. And obviously, he's a really good defensive rebounder. That's his biggest strength on that end. So, you know... When the Bulls got Vooch, he was a two-time All-Star. He has not made the game since. I do not think he will be making it again, but there are some nights, Skeets, when he looks like he could be an injury replacement for an All-Star team. Uh, stream team saying Vooch Island is haunted. Vooch and also Island people saying, haunted. not Vucevic, Vucevic. That's good. That's very, that's very really good. good. Uh, or Spookovic. I guess that sort of works, too. Uh, my answer for this one, Rap Stallion agreeing with me, D'Angelo Russell, man. Okay. He is a real trick-or-treat player. Holy moly. He's also, like, always a scapegoat, I feel like, for the Lakers. Like, when they have a bad game and when he loses, like, immediately people are like, how many minutes did he play? How many shots did he take? What did he do? Nothing. Get him out of here. But then he has these games, and he had a couple last season when he got his way to L.A. Like, he took over. He helped them win the game. So it's... It's hit or miss with D'Angelo Russell, man. Just You just hold on. You don't know which one you're getting. So trick or treat D'Angelo Russell. That's not bad. Yeah. He had a huge dunk last night. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. He's, um, he said I got lucky. <laughs> he's, he is, he's tough. Easter famine. Uh, a lot of people saying Jordan Poole as well. Did uh, you Jordan see Jordan Gould? Poole's uh, shot? <laughs> Jordan Gould. That's a nice. good look. Oh, I said Jordan Poole, but Jordan Gould is way better. <laughs> How about, yeah, that, that was that was an awesome shot. Great block by Chris Dabbs. He's like, oh, you're just walking away? I'll follow you. That was so weird. There was like 18 seconds left on the shot clock. Good look. Yeah. <laughs> Strong. Catch him off guard. Strong look. All right. A couple other guys I would add in. Uh, yeah. Bowie Hachimura. Good He's one. been all trick so far, unfortunately, for the Lakers. Bones Highland. Didn't mean to pick him as a <laughs> as a spooky guy, but there you go. He's been all treat so far. I think he's actually been pretty solid for the Clippers. And then Boos Brown as well. 24 <laughs> points in the opener, followed by six, then 15. He's very much up and down right up now. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is always one of these guys, too. Big trick-or-treat guy. 
trying to think of a Halloween pun for DeAndre Hunter. That's a tough one. Yeah. Hunter. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. DeAndre Vampire Hunter. That's pretty hey, good. Hey, That's good. Hey. Way to go, Ralphie. <laughs> All right. Next one here. This one's a weird question. Which player is Carmella Creeper? Wow. Look at that. Carmella Creeper is a, a new cereal from General Mills. Yep. You know, added to the monster lineup, I guess, of Halloween cereals. First time in 35 years they gave us a new character. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, General Mills. <laughs> Do you, General Mills. I can't wait to see Shaq in a commercial with that general. Uh, <laughs> Carmella Creeper is a green zombie who dabbles in DJing and is apparently Frankenberry's long-lost cousin. I didn't know the backstory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She showed up. I think she's just trying to cash in on that General Mills money, personally. I, I would like to see a birth certificate. But uh, anyway, her cereal flavor is caramel apple. So you have a box. I assume you've consumed these. Oh, yeah. It's open. That's an open box. Uh, I only really eat cereal during the month of October because okay. I'm a simp for Count Chocula and Frankenberry. <laughs> so imagine my surprise, Skeets, when I saw the backstory. Literally the story on the back. There's a new monster in town. Carmella Creeper. I was telling the kids. I was telling Laura. There's a new monster cereal out. <laughs> oh, my God. What do I know? How happy was I to see that Carmella showed up in her house just a few days later? Um, I would say better than Boo Berry, but not as good as the that's big the, two of Frankenberry and the Count. Okay. <laughs> okay good. Uh, but worth a try if you're a monster cereal fan like myself. As for a player who's been a surprisingly good addition you didn't know about, yes. I knew about him. I knew a lot about him. But Kelly Oubre Jr. has been awesome mm. for the Sixers. 27 on opening night, which was his big game when he was blowing kisses all over the place. It followed that up with 18 points, then 12 points. So he is getting worse. <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> uh, also hasn't hit a three th- since that first game. I think he's like 0 for 9 uh, in the couple of games afterwards. But his athleticism, his effort defensively, and just giving the clip or the Sixers anything on the wing, I think has been really big uh, for Philly. For a guy who was on a minimum deal, this was a great find. Yeah, Trey snuck it in there. I actually forgot to say what the hell this meant. A player, surprisingly good. A good addition that you maybe yeah. didn't know about. I like that, Kelly Oubre Jr. I'm going to go with someone who I was high on. I liked the move. But maybe it got overlooked in the landscape of the NBA. Grant Williams on the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is finding a role perfectly alongside Luka and, you know, Kyrie when he's out there. He's been good. Like, his numbers are not going to wow you. But he's played, obviously, all three games. He's playing 32 minutes a game. My hood's getting lower. <laughs> yeah, um, you're getting scarier. You're getting Let's get here. Uh, Grant Williams is giving them 12 points a game, five boards, and he's out there for his defense as well, as, as being able to hit a shot. He's shooting 45% from three. He's actually getting up nearly seven threes a game. Grant Williams is hitting three of them a game. This That's an awesome, awesome move to add him to this team. And uh, again, I was high on it, but uh, he's shocked me even what he's done here for the undefeated Dallas Mavericks. He's a real Carmella Creeper. He is. Yeah, I mean, he's, bat- he's Batman, but... Yeah, yeah, but he's also Carmella Creeper. And the Mavs were my second choice for a team that is Spirit Halloween. They look pretty good right now. Obviously, Luka is playing out of his mind, MVP-style basketball, but Dallas is also just playing so much faster than they have in the past. Right now, they're sixth in the league in pace. Everybody says they want to run at the beginning of the season. The Mavs are actually doing it, and you compare it to the last couple of seasons with Luka leading the show, 28th in pace last year, 30th the year prior, 24th the year before that. They're at the bottom, always, because they just 
play a deliberate style. Luka likes to take his time. But you see a lot more hit-aheads this year. You see a lot more players feeling emboldened to take threes like <laughs> like Grant Williams is. So I've been impressed with the Mavericks early start. Sorry, funny comment here from the stream team. Skeets is the dark Kermit meme. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Uh, final one here. This one is probably going to create a controversy. What's the best Halloween candy? JD, feel free to chime in as well. TK, what's uh, what's on the top of your candy Halloween leaderboard? Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is the goat. Hell yeah. Easy. Number I don't know one. if it's all it. I don't know if it's my favorite. Or if I don't know if I'm just magnetically drawn to it when I look inside of a plastic pumpkin. That's the one you want to grab. It's so First good. and foremost. Yeah, yeah. They've uh, got the full sizers. They've got the little ones. Yeah. They got thin ones. You can see every now and then. They're all good. How do you feel about the hard shell sort of candy ones? Almost like a like a smarty. Oh, Reese's Pieces. Or Canadian smarty, but what? Reese's Pieces. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. But they're the same. They're different, but the same. They're different, but the same. They're both <laughs> peanut butter. I mean, peanut I, butter cup takes the cake. For oh, me. way higher. Yeah, yeah, way higher. Uh, do you have anyone else in in consideration? Oh, I mean, I love Halloween candy. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. We uh, we tell our kids there's this thing called the Switch Witch, which if you train it in your candy, you get a nature prize. But really, it's just a way for us to scam free candy. My God. Uh, my top three. <laughs> Reese's, 100 grand, Almond Joy. Oh. Wow. Sicko mode. Uh. I don't know. I don't, oh. Do I really like them, or have oh. I just been conditioned to like them because they're always available? You named the number one candy, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and then maybe two of the worst in a yeah. hundred grand and almond joy. hundred grand, okay. I could live with that. Almond joy? Oh. What? You don't like the little nut no, on top? You like no, a mounds no, better? No, 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 no. JD, <laughs> Halloween candy, what do you got? Well, uh, first I have to say Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, horrifically overrated. They are the 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 prince of <laughs> Halloween candy. So sweet. It's too sweet. Give me a Snickers any day. Oh, a Snickers is good. Yeah, yeah. a little salty. So I, need, I need the salt. So my top three, Snickers, number one. Okay. Peanut M&M's, number two. I'll throw 100 grand in there. Wow. A lot, I, of love. Get a lot of respect for the 100 grand. A lot of yeah. love for the 100, 100 grand. grand. It's I'm convinced you only like the 100 grand at Halloween because you never buy a 100 yeah. grand. Any other time of the year. That's true. Yeah. Like a Snickers, I'll buy. When you're hungry, yeah. you don't want to wait? Yeah. Exactly. And I want to satisfy my hunger. A Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Hell yeah, I'll buy that if I'm uh, standing in line. I can't see. <laughs> if I'm standing in line at the uh, grocery store. But For yeah, sure. 100 grand never. Yeah. I like Kit Kats. I'm team Kit, Kit Kats. Kat. I love Kit Kat. Yeah. Never upset with that. Never That's never just mad. like a. That's just like a, hey, hey, good on you, house. Good standard. Hey, good on you. Good standard candy bar there. Uh, Nora just told me her friend told her last night at dinner that there's a neighbor, there's a house in our neighborhood. Well, it's in the it's in the rich neighborhood yeah. across Memorial. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm in the hood. They're in the rich part. But anyway, this house, huge house in one of those areas, they rent vending machines with full size chocolate bars. They rented two of them last year, and kids obviously line up by the hundreds. They're free, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just they are free. What you want. Yeah. That is really weird, though, isn't it? I mean, cool. If you're a kid, that's pretty neat. Yeah. But wow, I was like, also, you're you're very rich if you're doing that. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. It's like a Halloween hack or something. It's like it's not it's not like, in the spirit of it for some yeah. reason to me. Yeah, you never get. You don't even have to say trick or treat. You just gotta press buttons. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do they? Yeah, do they at least stand there? 
And say, yeah, somebody's got to supervise. Yeah, you think That's so? Crazy. Oh, anyway, there's a house around here that gives out Krispy Kreme donuts. Cr- in the rich side, not this. Side, the rich <laughs> side, the, side the other tracks. side of the tracks. Yeah, man. Crispy, like a full, like a, a donut. But hold th- on, uh, individually wrapped. I can't. I can't trust those. I, I, well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Those. It's so the most popular house on the block, though. Yeah, I guess so. Krispy Kreme donuts. But. That's a. You got to eat that right away, though. Yeah. You're walking. Yeah. That's gone before you reach yeah. the end of the walk. Really. It gives you good energy for the rest of yeah. the night. You yeah. would not want to put it in your bag. No. Absolutely no. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but man, can you imagine a Krispy Kreme donut with a Reese's peanut butter cups fun size stuck in the hole? Okay. Okay. Oh, easy. Oh, easy oh my, werewolf. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. You oh tell us goodness. what is the best Halloween candy and are you Team Almond Joy? I feel like that is a polarizing candy. Yeah. People are... They go to bat for it, or people like me that are like, that is the worst. I, I, I would throw those out. Yep, I'd same. throw them back. See, that's what that's why I'm saying. I don't know if I'd like them, or if it's just <laughs> they're just all, they're readily available. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. There are dozens of us that love the almond. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta take one more break, and when we come back, we gotta look at these in-season tournament courts. Don't go anywhere. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
Happy Halloween, everyone. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. We got the poll up during the break. Getting an Almond Joy on Halloween. Is it good or is it bad? It's pretty tight right now as we uh, near 100 votes. Leaning bad, 56% what I'm looking at, but it was 50-50 for a while. So, again, like, like I said, people are they're torn on this one, man. I'm... This is a higher good rating than I would think. Yes, yeah, I was thinking it was going to be in the low 30s. Yeah, I think there's a lot of secret Almond Joy fans out there. <laughs> yeah. They feel heard now, thanks to you. <laughs> You're welcome. So good for you. Look, coconut's good. Some people think it's not. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Uh, tweet of the Night is from Zach Lowe. Tweeted yesterday... The in-season tournament will include new special courts for all 30 teams revealed exclusively here. These are unlike almost anything you've seen in the NBA. And I think he's underselling it. Yeah, I think unlike he's right. these are definitely nothing we've seen in the NBA. They were getting around all over yesterday. They were a bunch on nba.com. You can see them on Twitter wherever you want to look at them. But all 30 teams basically have the same template for the court. Mm-hmm. They're going heavy color with a big old stripe down the middle, which apparently is supposed to symbolize a runway taking you to Las Vegas. That's right. <laughs> Skeets, what did you think when you saw these? Uh, wow. They are going to look insane, I think, on television. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yeah. Like, I, I still like, especially with the jerseys they're going to be wearing, that's going to be color overload. Um, but... If the whole point was to flipping through the channels and I see this court and I go, hey, what the hell is this? Oh, this must be an in-season tournament game. I guess that's what Silver wanted. We'll see. I think some of them will look okay. I think a majority of them are a little a little too much. But they're be- they're going bold. Yeah, they're <laughs> definitely, definitely going bold. And we heard Silver say in the past that you're going to know these are in-season tournament games. And you are going to know because there's an in-season tournament cup. All over it, yep. and obviously, they're eye-catching. So, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess that would make you stop. But I also wonder if some of these courts are going to make you want to turn the channel. Yeah. Which I would be a little nervous about. I don't know how long this 30 custom courts program is going to last. One season? Yeah, we'll Maybe. see. My, my big takeaway, I tweeted this, is you said it there. They've got this in-season tournament cup on every court they're yep. really like it's a cool looking trophy i guess like okay they're gonna try and push this make it feel like a big deal i just hope this means we're one step closer to returning to the big giant larry o'brien at center court during sure. the nba finals i miss that giant lob right yeah the glob no- i'm a glob wizard <laughs> <laughs> somebody else said that <laughs> shout out to whoever said that in playback the other day yeah. uh but yeah um I hope we get back to that because they're really leaning into it here. They definitely are. Yeah. They said, we don't want one trophy on the court. We want three trophies on the court. A uh, couple of interesting ones. The Chicago Bulls are rocking an all-red court. They are one of one, two, three, four, five teams who have never had an alternate court. Mm. And they're going ham with the alternate court here. All-red? Yeah. All-red? The contrast is going to be insane. Uh, I also thought that the Pelicans court looked very extreme. Oh this one was God. the one that to me was most like whoa, whoa, whoa. people have compared it to like like old school uh Joker from like the television <laughs> series. Okay, yeah. TV get, Joker? Yeah, yeah, TV Joker for sure. Yeah, nuts. Uh, I mean, 
You're right. You look at like the the Knicks with the orange. Yeah, bright um, orange. The, the the Pacers one is crazy. Like their colors in that graffiti style. Uh, <laughs> I love this from uh, Dave DeFore though with the Clippers one. I thought it was spot on. This is a light beer font. <laughs> that does look like a. It looks like a, a light beer I'm having on vacation. I, I don't know. In a. I'm at a resort, and I'm like, oh, what's this beer? Clips. Yeah, give me that refreshing clips. Somebody could easily Photoshop in a stein of beer behind uh, the clips rather than the trophy. Or, yeah, just have, like, some foam, beer foam coming out the top of the uh, cup there. Clips. Well, now I hope they win it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess one other question I have, and I don't think uh, Zach Lowe addressed this in the article, is what are we doing for the games in Vegas? Are they custom? Custom courts for the the final four, That's the semifinals call. and the final. I mean, if these are the round robin or whatever we're calling it, stage courts, they got to be even more extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> what colors do you associate with Vegas? I imagine they'll do a lot of gold, actually. Yeah, gold. Since they'll be playing for the championship, I guess the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors is like a very dark gray with some gold accents, since they're wearing their gold uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe they'll do something along that, or you could go like you know. Vegas style, red and black for the different cards and that kind of stuff. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe they do the LED court for Keeping the it four. under wraps. Yeah, interesting. Oh, that'd be cool. It's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's like a nice sort of tie-in with the sphere. <laughs> they should play in the sphere. <laughs> they should, absolutely should. Eventually, uh, let us know what you think of these things. Uh, I think most of them. Or a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and you're right. We just You got to see them on TV. I mean, the, for a majority of us, we're watching it on TV. We're watching it on League Pass or NBA TV or yep. whatever these games are going to be airing. And it's like, that matters how it, how it appears. Like, people still freak out about the Nets, like, neutral court. Great court. Some people like it. Some people hate it. They like, can't stop tweeting about it. So these are going to be even more extreme. So Yeah. It was a big issue, like, 10 years ago when the Knicks had an orange lane in their court, because they had orange uniforms yeah. as well. So, like, uh, occasionally it would look like they just disappear when they're in the paint. Now their entire court is orange. So the league is going to have to be, like, very on it when it comes to scheduling uniforms for all the teams, because <laughs> you can't have the Bulls show up to play the Sixers, and they've come out in red jerseys, and you're like, uh-oh, you also have a red court? Yeah. Where are we? Yeah, we'll see. I guess the first in-season tournament game is... This Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah. This Friday. So we'll see these courts in action come Friday night, but uh, let us know what you think. We'll wrap up the Almond Joel, <laughs> Joy poll here. 55% say bad, 45% say good. Wow. So wow. that's a lot closer than uh, a okay. lot of us thought. Guys, stay safe tonight. Have a blast with your trick or treating. I hope you stumble upon a house with a vending machine <laughs> and full on Snickers bars yeah. in it. People were wondering, like, is there a button that says trick and a button that says treat? That'd be pretty cool. What comes out of the trick? Almond joy. <laughs> <laughs> All the bad ones come out of trick. It's pretty funny. Nice yeah. bit of honey. <laughs> the little rockets, whatever the smarties. What well, are they smarties them? here in America. Yeah. Yeah. Chalk. I call them chalk. Or chalkies. Yeah. But for some reason, delicious chalk yeah. that I will gladly eat. Sugar. It's but tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so everybody stay safe uh, and have fun uh, if you're heading out or going to a party tonight uh, or if you're taking the kids out. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern here in the Classic Factory breaking down tonight's games and we're going to hit the beach as well. So if you want to tweet in your questions at No Dunks Inc., uh, anything about the NBA or 
NBA adjacent. Get those in. You can email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. Leave them in the YouTube comments. We'll hit the beach tomorrow, uh, at least uh, for a small part of that show. So we'll see you then. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if there's a werewolf hollering around your kitchen door, you better not let him in. You better stay away from him. He'll rip your lungs out, Jim. (laughs) Brace the day, people.